If you're a woman who loves Jesus and you're also on a weight loss journey, then this episode is for you. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Overweighted Podcast, where we get real about the struggles of being obese and needing to lose a whole lot of weight. My name's Malika. I'm your host, weight loss mentor and coach. Join me on my personal weight loss journey to lose about 200 pounds. And as I share my very real experiences, plus some simple, successful and sustainable weight loss tips and mindset shifts so that we can mark lose weight off of our to do list for good. Okay, so we are going to get into part two of the Christ Over Cookies workshop. If you missed the first part, then make sure to go back and listen to the last episode that you can get all of the information leading up to this point. All right, let's get into part two. All right, so tools for the spirit. The first one is prayer, prayer. So did you ask the Holy Spirit to help you with this? Right? Like, And then you're probably not right because of the way that the sin is downplayed. Like you may not have asked the Holy Spirit to even help you in this area. And so John six and thirty five, it says, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. So go to Holy Spirit. Pray, ask him to help you in this area with overeating. And just like it says in John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And there are some Psalms as well that refer to God as the helper, but Holy Spirit is there to help you. So pray and ask him to help you when you need help with this um, problem. The other tool that we can use are the fruit of the spirit, right? And the fruit of the spirit, their love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? And remember when we were looking back at some of those reasons that we overeat, if we developed our fruit of the spirit more, then they won't be as big of an issue like the lack of self-control, right? Um, maybe the emotional or stress eating that we may be doing. Well, that might be a lack of peace or a lack of joy. So if we are developing the fruit of the spirit, that is going to help us as well with conquering this overeating issue. The third thing that we can use is a spiritual fast or spiritual fasting. And now fasting is a biblical thing and the world has taken that and twisted it up and it turned it into a thing for dieting. And so when I'm talking about fasting, I'm talking about fasting biblically or spiritually, not fasting for weight loss purposes. Okay. So, um, one of the differences you'll know if you're getting on the scale while you're fasting, you're probably not fasting spiritually. It's probably a diet. Okay. (laughs) So, um, what, when we're fasting spiritually, we are, purposely trying to kill our flesh and basically we're trying to decrease our flesh so that we can um, commune with the Holy Spirit more right so back to that verse where it said he must increase and I decrease so also March March sorry Matt Matt <laughs> Matthew, Matthew 17 21 it's almost my bedtime y'all Matthew 17 21 
Um, there is a scripture, and I'm sorry I'm taking this out of context, but it says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And there's like a story that goes around that. Again, like I said, I'm taking that out of context, but just to show that sometimes we need to use that prayer tool and the fasting tool in order for us to get the deliverance that we need from some of the strongholds and things in our life. So, um, like I said, when you're fasting, it's just allowing you to hear the Holy Spirit more clearly and it will allow him to for you to be able to hear him so he can help you. Um, more and we are going to in the challenge that I'm going to talk about at the end it's a 40-day challenge we are going to be spiritually fasting during that challenge we will not be fasting off of everything for 40 days it won't be all things but whatever that one thing is for you that you're struggling with then that's going to be the thing so just know that all right and then the last thing is scripture the Word of God and I want to read you some scriptures here. And again, remember, you'll have access to this replay um, inside of Transformation Tribe. So you, if you can't get all these scriptures right now, you can go back and write them down. But John 8 and 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So knowing the truth, knowing the word. Um, of God will help make you free. So real quick, some scriptures, 1 Corinthians 6, 12 and 13. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And so that goes back to where we were saying in the beginning, it's not that food is the issue or eating or eating sweets or whatever is the issue. It's the fact that we're overeating them. Right. Because we're allowing that to have power over us. That's where the issue is. And then 13 foods for the stomach and stomach for foods. But God will destroy both it and them. Now, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And then first Corinthians six nineteen through 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so your body, your flesh, isn't even yours. It was bought at a price. Um, we're just borrowing it, I guess is the way we can kind of look at that, right? We're just living in it, we're using it, but it's not even ours. Our body was bought at a price and it's God's. And so we need to honor God with what we do with our body. And then also, like I said, with our spirit, first Corinthians 10, 13 through 14, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. So I just want to reassure you that you are not alone. Like it says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. There are so many of us that have this issue. So like I said, don't, you know, feel condemned. If this is a problem for you, we all have some problem right this just happens to be ours all right but god is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it so there's going to be times where we are going to be tempted to overeat but we're going to have opportunities where we can say no to that and god's going to make a way out for us we just have to 
um, make sure we're hearing the Holy Spirit louder than we're hearing us argue with ourselves to have that thing, right? All right, Romans 6 and 19. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. And again, that just goes back to, like I was saying before, that we were born in a sin nature um, and slaves to sin, but now we should uh, present ourselves as slaves to righteousness for holiness. All right. So those are four tools that we can use to strengthen our spirit. Because like I said, we should be leading with our spirit, right? Our spirit should be leading our soul and our body. And so prayer, fruit of the spirit, spiritual fasting, and scripture. And in the challenge, um, it's a 40-day challenge, so it's about six weeks. So each week, like we're going to break down each one of these tools of the spirit and then also the tools that I'm going to talk about with the soul and the body like each week. All right. So we'll be able to go more in depth with that. All right. So let's look at the soul. So Romans 12 and 2 and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And if you remember, I said our soul, that's our mind, our will and our emotions. So we are going to look at how we can renew our mind. All right. So um, let's look at the acronym renew. So second Corinthians 10 and five. It says, casting down all arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And so going through this renew process that I'm going to explain is going to help you bring every thought into captivity and into the obedience of Christ. All right. So this is going to help you, like I said, with that soul part of yourself with renewing your mind. All right, so the letter R said it stands for recognize. All right, so first and foremost, you want to recognize the lie. So what is the enemy saying to you that he's trying to um, tell you to convince you to overeat? So what is the enemy saying to you? Recognize the lie. All right, also, you might want to use this R to realize the rational rationalization. Who can get that out? Realize the rationalization. Maybe you're trying to rationalize why you should overeat or why you should have sweets or whatever yourself, right? Um, what story are you telling yourself? Like maybe you're saying, oh, I had a hard day. I really deserve this treat, right? So, um, and I did put a blank sheet of a walkthrough of this um, renew exercise on here so that you can go through and work through this um, with some things that you may be struggling with. Um, so that's in your workbook as well. But R, recognize the lie. And so write it down, get it out of your head, brain dump all the thoughts that may be popping up when you're at a moment where you're struggling, where you might want to overeat or you might want to indulge, overindulge in sweets. Um, I want you to um, just brain dump all of those things um, right then. Okay, I, um, hold on, let me put the link in here for you again. Katie. 
All right, you can down the you can download the workbook right there, Katie. All right. All right. Um, the E. So, uh, like I said, write down all those things, all those lies, all those rationalizations. Write down all that stuff um, as the R. Get it out of your head and get it onto paper. All right. Or if you're that person that likes to do it digitally, you can put it in notes. But it's really better if you like use pen to paper and write it out. All right. So that's the R. The E stands for erase it because that's a lie, right? That's a lie. It's a rationalization that you're giving yourself and we're trying to renew our minds. So once you have it out on the paper, I want you to erase it. And I want you to draw a line through it or scribble it out, but erase it. Like physically draw the line through it, scribble it, whatever. Erase that lie so that you're realizing that, you know what, this is a lie. This is not the truth. Okay, and the N stands for new truth because we were believing that lie before, but now we're recognizing this is a lie or you're recognizing that this is a rationalization that you're giving yourself. So what's the new truth? What's the new thought? What's the reality of the situation? And you're going to write that down. Okay, so we wrote down the lie, we scratched it out, and now we're writing down the new truth or that new thought that we want to believe. So like that example that I gave before with the R where I said, oh, I had a bad day. I deserve this treat. We know that that's a lie. So we're crossing that off. Maybe the new truth that we want to start believing is that when I have a bad day, I need to find a healthy way to de-stress or I need to take it to the Lord so that he can give me peace. Right. So what's that new truth that you want to believe? Or that you want to start embracing okay and then the E stands for empower yourself empower yourself or you can also put echo for this because I want you to empower yourself with this new thought and how you're going to do that is by echoing it to yourself you're going to repeat it to yourself daily whenever that lie pops up you're going to repeat the new truth to yourself seven times okay so whenever you say, I had a hard day, I deserve this treat, then you're like, nope, that's, that's a lie. I had a hard day, I'm going to find a healthy way to de-stress. I had a hard day, I'm going to take it to the Lord and ask Him for peace. But say it over and over to yourself seven times so that you can start empowering yourself with this new truth. Okay? And then the W stands for the word what does the word of the lord say because like it said when i was when i mentioned second corinthians 10 and 5 we're going to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ so we want to know what does the word of the lord say so just as an example matthew 4 and 4 but he answered and said it is written i read this already but man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god Actually, I did not read that already. Matthew 4 and 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we want to know what does the Lord say about this? So you can go on Google if you want and 
whatever that lie is that you were telling yourself or that new truth that you're believing, Google some scriptures around that thing. Um, maybe like for that example I gave, you're Googling scriptures about how the Lord gives us peace, right? And how in him we have peace. Um, maybe um, another thing that you can do is sit down and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to a scripture that would um, be something good for you to know. But that is what the W stands for is the word. So recognize the lie, erase it, write down your new truth, empower yourself with that new truth and go to the word and see what the word of the Lord says about it. All right. So that's what we're going to do for your soul, your mind, will and emotions to help you. So that's the tool to help you there. So let's look at the body. All right. First Corinthians six. 19 through 20 or do you not know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have from god and you are not your own for you were bought at a price therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are god's all right so let's take a look at our bodies and it's really important for us because like i said our bodies are the temple our body our our bodies are God's temple right our holy spirit lives within us and um we need to make sure that we're taking care of this temple just like we're trying to take care of everything else um there is a story in Haggai and I'm not going to um read the scripture but Haggai 1 2 through 8 and sorry if you can hear um my dog in the background but Haggai 1 2 through 8 um, is a story where God is really um, coming to them and saying, hey, you guys are so focused on your house and making your house look good while my temple is in ruins, right? And so they were putting their things before the house of God, before the temple. And so we have to be mindful that the temple now is our bodies. And so we need to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies. All right. And so... Here's a couple tools or four tools to help you with your body. So the first thing that you can do, and so this is like with your with your flesh, like things that we can actually, these are the practical steps, things that we can actually um, physically do. So change your environment. So first and foremost, changing your environment will have a big impact on helping you to not overeat. So make it harder for you to get that thing that you struggle with overeating. So say, for instance, my thing is Chips Ahoy, which is not. But let's say it's Chips Ahoy, right? So instead of me, when I go grocery shopping, buying the Chips Ahoy and having it in my house, and I know that's something I struggle with, well, it's right here in my house. Chances are I'm going to overeat on the Chips Ahoy, right? So one of the things I can do to change my environment is not bring that thing into my house. And so if I start having a craving or wanting um, the Chips Ahoy, it's not right here in the house for me to grab it. It's going to make it a little bit harder for me to get it. What I'm going to have to do is then go to the store to get it. So whether it's a convenience store or whatever. So I'm going to have to get up, put my shoes on, put, grab my keys, get in the car, go to the store just to satisfy that craving for that chips for those chips ahoy all right so not bringing it into the house is one way that um, it's going to help you to um, stop that pattern of overeating because it's not there anymore 
All right. And also remember that scripture where it says like, we're all going to be tempted, but the Lord gives us ways out. Well, think about it. Yeah. You're going to have the temptation and the craving for that thing. But if I have to put on my shoes, then I have the opportunity to hear Holy Spirit tell me, no, you don't need those cookies. But then I'm not listening to him. So I grab my keys and then he's like, you know, you really don't need those cookies. And then I get in the car. So you have all these opportunities where you could stop and listen to the Holy Spirit um, because he's trying to give you a way out of that temptation. Right. So if it's not in the house, there is more opportunities for you to not fall into that temptation. Um, the other thing that you can do, and this is for those of you who maybe have kids. And so you're like, but Malika, I have kids. I have to have the Chips Ahoy in the house for the kids. And then I'm going to be like rolling my eyes because you're using that as an excuse. But then I'm going to say, okay. So what you can do <laughs> is put your Bible on top of the Chips Ahoy. And so you have the Chips Ahoy in the house for the kids. But since it's a struggle for you, put your Bible on top of it. And that way, when you're tempted to go get the Chips Ahoy, it's going to prompt you to stop and say, why do I really want these Chips Ahoy right now? The Bible's just going to be a reminder for you, like, why do I want these Chips Ahoy right now? So if it's just that, well, I'm just craving I just a Chips Ahoy, I want a cookie, or maybe you just want a cookie, then okay, then have the cookie. But if it's because I had a really rough day and I'm stressed or someone just broke my heart and I'm really sad and so I'm wanting these cookies that Bible is going to be a reminder to you that you need to turn to the Lord instead of turning to those cookies all right all right so if you want to have the cookies put your Bible on it all right the other thing that you can do as far as changing your environment is organize your kitchen if you organize and declutter your kitchen it's just going to make it like so much more freeing for your mind for your creativity when you're in there cooking um, it's going to make it less stressful at mealtime because because the kitchen is organized and cleaned and decluttered. So organize your kitchen. It's really going to help um, as far as the environmental part of this with helping you to not have as much stress around food time. All right. Another thing that you can do is. Um, with changing your environment. Well, I'll give you an example. I said not going to the grocery store every day. Um, but one of the issues that I used to have is that I would eat cake every single time I went to the grocery store. Our grocery store sells slices of um, like birthday cake, like individual slices. So every time I would go to the store, I would have a slice of birthday cake. And I was going to the store every single day because I would only buy whatever we needed for that day because I was very mood driven by what I wanted for dinner. So I wouldn't like buy a week's worth of groceries. I would go that day, get what I wanted. And by me doing that, that meant I would be having a piece of cake that day. So just by the mere fact of me not going to the grocery store every single day and maybe planning my meals out a little bit better, that helped me to not have that cake every day. If I only went to the grocery store once a week, then at least now I'm only having the cake once a week, right? Um, so changing that. Um, and that's with changing your environment, but also changing your habits, right? Um, maybe if you are going to work and you are always going by this fast food place on the way to work or maybe on the way back home and you get tempted and you always end up pulling in there, well, maybe change the route that you're taking to go to work, right? That's a way that you can change your environment because if you're on a new route, you're not passing by that and not being as tempted. 
Another thing you can do, use smaller plates. Um, I know for me, whatever size plate I have, like if I buy something like chicken nuggets or pizza rolls for my kids, um, we'll have a plate and they will fill up the entire plate with the chicken nuggets or the pizza rolls, right? So if I have smaller plates, then they're getting a smaller amount by default because the plate's smaller. So regardless if they fill it up, it's less. So that might be something that could work for you is that maybe instead of getting really um, big dinner plates, maybe you could get like a kid sized dinner plate, right? So it's a little bit less because most of us tend to fill up our plates anyway. So it's a little bit less and by default, you're not gonna be overeating as much. The other thing that you can do as far as changing your environment is maybe getting some really pretty dishes, some really pretty cups, and some that just like when you see them, like you're just really delighted to eat out of them. And so that by default may help you eat better options because you want to put pretty foods in your pretty cups and your pretty dishes. Okay, so those are some things that can help you with changing your environment. The other thing that you can do to help your body is to build healthy habits. So um, it's just natural, like there's this ripple effect that the more good things that we tend to do, the more good things we wanna do, right? So just to give you as an example, um, I used to go to a dance fitness class years ago and I would go to that class like three or four times a week. It was in the morning, first thing in the morning and on the days that I went after that class, I didn't want to eat really unhealthy options because I just felt so good in my body. I wanted to keep that feeling and feed my body well. And so by you doing one good thing, it's going to help you do another good thing. And also the more good that we're doing is going to help kind of push out the bad stuff or the not so good stuff. We don't say bad, the not so good stuff. Okay. So, um, for instance, uh, in the beginning, I had an issue with soda. Like I would drink about two liters of soda a day when I should be drinking two liters of water a day. But I would drink no water and about two liters of soda. And so by me focusing on building that healthy habit of drinking more water, it just naturally helped to push the soda habit out because I would get more full on the water and not necessarily want the soda. So that was one thing. So like I said, doing more good stuff for yourself is just going to help you get rid of some of the not so good things. Um, moving your body more, just learning how to naturally move your body more throughout your day um, is gonna be a healthy habit that you can build. You need to work on getting more sleep. If you're not getting a adequate amount of sleep, that really affects your health, it affects um, your focus, it affects your eating habits for the day more than you think. So really focus on getting an adequate amount of sleep at night. Uh, another healthy habit that's good to build is work on reducing your stress. So I know there's some stress that we just can't get rid of in our lives, but do whatever you can to reduce the amount of stress, like whatever you can influence in your life, um, do that to reduce that stress. And the other healthy habit that you can do is really being mindful of what you're eating or eating more mindfully, okay? So um, like I said with the Bible, one of the things that does, it kind of like interrupts that habit or the pattern, it gives us a pattern interrupt so that we have to stop and think about what we're doing. So we're, it's giving us an opportunity to be more mindful 
of why we want that thing, why we're having the craving. And then we can say, well, is this just a craving? I just want it. Or is this an actual stronghold? Right. So just being more mindful of what we're eating and also why we're eating that thing. And something else that you can do with this, um, with eating mindfully is if you realize that um, maybe I have this craving and I don't want to do this thing. Well, is there something else that can satisfy this craving? Right. So if I'm craving something sweet right now, instead of having the cookies, is there something else that will be a better, healthier option for me that will still satisfy this craving? So maybe instead of the cookie, you're having some piece of fruit that you really love and enjoy. All right. The other thing you can do with um, eating more mindfully is going back to that renew and doing that renew if you need to. And then just some questions that you can ask yourself. And this will help you with eating more mindfully and being more aware of what you're eating, when you're eating and why. Um, I'm going to give you just a few questions real quick that you can ask yourself. And if you decide to join the challenge, I will give you a list of questions in the resources that you can kind of go through but just um some questions real quick um maybe what you can do so when you're in the situation where you might be getting ready to overeat or whatever ask yourself um where will i be one year from now if i continue to eat the way that i'm eating right now where will i be one year from now where will i be five years from now if i continue to eat the way that i'm currently eating and also maybe before you're getting ready to eat, ask yourself, like, what am I feeling right now? Why am I wanting this thing? Right. Why do I want to eat this? What emotions are going on? Like sit down and kind of have a check with yourself and ask yourself, am I turning to the sweet instead of turning to the Lord? Is this a time that I really need to turn to him and seek him instead of having this thing or overeating right now? Uh, let's see if it's. Um, something that you are telling yourself, maybe like with the chips ahoy, like, can I eat just a little bit? Because sometimes like with the rationalization, we'll tell ourselves, oh, I'm just going to have one cookie. I'm only going to have one when we know good and well, if we have one, that's going to lead to another and another. So ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Will I really just have one if I have this right now? Or is this something that I always tend to overeat? Right. Um, who can you call for support? And to pray with pray with you right that's a good question to ask maybe if you're like really struggling who can you call for support um, and someone that can pray for you or maybe lead you to some scripture uh, let's see here let me see another example real quick oh another thing you can ask yourself is like do I even really like this <laughs> because one of those things like I was talked about with lack of self-control when someone brings something to work and um, it wasn't something that you were planning on eating. You didn't even know they were going to bring it. So there was no way for you to plan it. But a lot of times we just eat it because it's there. So it's like, stop and ask yourself, do I even really like this? Because sometimes, like I said, we just eat it because it's there, not because we even really like it that much. All right. So that's another question you can ask yourself. And the third thing that you can do for your body, just like I mentioned with the spirit is actual spiritual fasting. And so, again, like I said, this isn't like intermittent, intermittent fasting. This isn't dieting or anything like that with actual spiritual fasting. Um, this was something that was really huge for me with stopping to eat the sweets. One of the things that I was doing this year is the first seven days of each month. 
I would fast off sweets for the first seven days of each month. And it really helped me to break that sweet tooth that I had because I would find that even after the seven days, I didn't like run and go get a sweet. It would be a few days before I even got anything. So um, fasting, like spiritual fasting is uh, really good for your body. Again, like I said, it's killing the flesh and helping the flesh die for those things that it really wants and that it's craving and helping helping you to strengthen your spirit because during that time that you would be eating the snack or during that time that you would be overeating you go to your bible and read some word or you sit and pray so it's going to be an opportunity for you to strengthen your spirit and decrease your body or decrease your flesh uh, romans 8 12 through 13 and i'm almost done guys Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And so we want to deny our flesh and strengthen our spirit. And the last thing that I have for you that can help with your body or your flesh is having that accountability. So this goes back to like I mentioned with the questions like who can I call right now for support or to help me? Um, and Holy Spirit is going to be our first accountability. What happens, at least I'll speak for myself, is that while he's trying to hold me accountable, sometimes I don't want to hear it. You know, he's that still small voice and He's not screaming at me, so it's easy for me to just like ignore it, right? And he's trying to be my accountability for me, but sometimes I'm just not listening. And so um, we may need other people, and we do need other people um, that can help to hold us accountable until we get to that point where we are strong enough to resist the urge and actually listen to the Holy Spirit. So, um, you know, and God never meant for us to do this alone. That's what fellowship is for. Like we need our brothers and sisters in Christ. So it's good to have people for accountability. And if you've ever like tried to do like a new workout program, um, sometimes, you know, like you'll hire a personal trainer and because that personal trainer is expecting you to show up, that helps to make you show up. Or there may be times where you're doing like group personal training and because you know there's like a group of ladies waiting on you even when you don't want to go you'll get up and go because you know that they're there waiting on you and they will hold you accountable and it's really good also to have that accountability just for that support and that encouragement um, throughout our uh, weight loss journeys so I hope that was helpful for you guys I want you to arm yourself with these biblical principles and practical steps and like i said um uh i just lost my train of thought on yourself with these biblical principles <laughs> and practical steps um and, oh i know what i was going to say um like i was saying before make sure to just do one at a time don't try to do all of them all at once work on one thing at a time till you really have a handle on that so that you can really lean into your faith and break free from um you know the overeating or the sweet sweet tooth whatever your issue may be so that you can lose the weight that you want to lose all right and before we go i want to pray all right lord thank you so much for our time together lord i appreciate each and every woman that is here live and that will also be watching this replay in the future Lord, you know her heart and you know that ultimately she is here because she loves you and she wants to honor you with her body, with with your temple and wants to give you glory. 
Lord, I pray that they grow closer to you and that they are led by the Holy Spirit who only wants what's best for them, Lord. Lord, I pray that with the power of the Holy Spirit that is within them, that they're able to use these principles and steps to break free of the stronghold that sweets or whatever the food is that they are struggling with has on them um, and in their life. And Lord, it will not be easy for us because we, our flesh is going to cry out at times. Those temptations are really strong, but we trust you, trust you, Lord, and help us to rest in you during those times. Um, we know that you're always going to give us a way of escape and that with the leading of the Holy Spirit, we will be strengthened. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We know that this may be a lifelong struggle for some of us, but in our weakness, you are made strong and we are strong in you. And that by overcoming this stronghold, we are showing others that they can do it too, through you. And that gives you all the glory. Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you got any value out of this or something just really resonated with you, can you do me a favor and leave a review? It helps others find the show so that it could help them too. Also, I'd love to connect with you on other platforms. I'm Malika Burley on IG and YouTube. And go grab my free webinar, The Five Keys to Simple, Successful, and Sustainable Weight Loss at MalaykaBurley.com. And of course, all of those links are in the show notes. Thanks again and have a blessed day.